Hey, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. This is episode 113, and it is March 30th. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a little incredulous as to how long this March is. I'm like, frankly, really impressed. Um, I did not know that March could feel like four years. Um, I'm drinking decaf instant coffee and scandalized by how awful it tastes and wondering as to why exactly I'm startled um, and surprised by this. Um, I wanted to check in because everything is hard. Um, yeah, I'm just noticing a few things happening. Like, I think that the environment or the atmosphere in New York is kind of coalescing with this understanding, this, like, collective understanding that, um, just the worst figures about the coronavirus in, like, northern Italy and in Iran and all these places are just really, um, yeah, they're like, they're coming. I think there's a few projections that are saying that it's going to be like a week out, like February, I mean, April 7th or something. And yeah, and I can hear, um, sirens pretty much all the time, like ambulances and The thing that I'm watching myself do in this time, and this is the part I actually want to talk about because I'm sure everybody has enough um, corona input at this point, is that I am finding myself doing a a thing that we've talked about on here, which is like when when you wake up and you're like rehearsing every conversation that you anticipate having that day, whether it's like a meeting or perhaps like an uncomfortable conversation with a colleague or a friend or anything that you have apprehension about. And I'm doing that now, except that I'm rehearsing different kind of tragedies. Like I'm rehearsing how it's going to feel when I just get the news that someone close to me has passed or else is in like ICU and struggling and I'm also rehearsing um, what's going to happen if you know I'm outside which I'm not doing very frequently but in the off chance that like even when this is over I'll be outside and like someone will target me because you know I'm Asian and I, I, I spend like kind of a lot of time going into a little bit of detail for each scenario and what that's doing is it's make it, it's so recursive right like I'll notice that I'm doing it in like three different browser windows or like I'll do one put it down and sort of like drift off to another one and start obsessing about that and putting it down and there's a recursive sort of rhythm to that because obviously there's no ending because none of this is playing out it's all just fantasy at this point and it's making that same sort of restless recursiveness appear in other places in my life. Um, 
like whether or not I'm going to call a friend or whether or not I'm going to FaceTime someone um, just to check in with them or whether or not I'll go to a Zoom 12-step meeting and it's just I'm having so much trouble finishing things or committing to any such action. And yeah, I guess that's the part that I'm just inviting awareness around if this is something that you guys are struggling with is that like certain rhythms in your mind just kind of get applied to other things and then you have that same sort of scribbliness everywhere. And I think that it's like, you know, it's a, it's a byproduct of like enormous grief and it's also a byproduct of like this like being stuck in like like a conflict response or like a or fight or flight response so I'm like just stuck in this kind of hyper vigilance and feeling superstitiously really that me thinking about all these things will prepare me somehow for it happening and then the superstition is that like I actually genuinely believe I think that thinking it through or like I don't know like workshopping it in my mind or playing the tape somehow like protects me from from it you know like I already did this or like I already thought about this like I already tried to experience this therefore it can't happen again um but yeah I mean there are no like double jeopardy rules um with sad things and tragedy and the part that I need to remind myself is that like me playing the tape in my mind isn't going to prepare me isn't gonna let me feel the sadness already or like pre-feel loss or pre-feel grief or pre-feel despair like I'm not I don't have like a set amount of like sadness homework that I'm trying to race through and that if I like you know do the reading in advance somehow that the workload's going to be smaller if something terrible happens and so I'm just talking about this to illustrate just like my faulty reasoning the fact that obsessing about things isn't going to lessen the impact of it and if anything it just really robs me of experiencing any sort of peace in the moment that I have in this moment where those things haven't happened and not even haven't happened yet it's like have not happened this is not reality and so as far as an action that I'm taking that helps me out with that is just like taking note of when I'm rehearsing tragedy or taking note if I've lost, you know, 10, 15 minutes of my time fantasizing about something awful. And like, just noting that it's happening, applying a lot of compassion and understanding to the fact that obviously I'm doing these things out of love and out of like desperate fear. And yeah, I hate to say this, I always say this, but the practical thing that really works for me on all of this is meditation. Like sometimes like a two-minute meditation or a 10-minute meditation or even 20 if I'm actually trying to go to sleep or something and my mind is way too scribbly, like helps so much. But the reason why I bring up that range isn't that like 20 minutes is, 
you know, the only thing that works or it's so much, it's exponentially better. It's 10 times better than two minutes or anything like that. It's just like a pause can just let you see what your brain is doing so that you can sort of gently ease it into doing something else. But yeah, like there's not a lot of, there's just not a lot of relief other than to sort of draw yourself back into the present moment and just like try to experience any gratitude for the fact that like we're alive for this moment and um and just like putting putting the pressure down you know like putting the backpack down the grief and the vigilance like us thinking about our loved ones and like you know really feeling drawn into these like versions of reality that we're concocting for them like it's not protecting them and it's not protecting you and all it's doing is just creating a lot of work on a mind and a body that's already so tired and so like thunderstruck by like the abruptness of all of this change like that's the other thing too it's like so easy to get into this headspace of like you know global pandemic deaths frontline workers heroism all of this stuff and like if that's the barometer by which you measure your own strife and anything that you're struggling with it's like you know right now the conversation in my mind is like am I allowed to have an eating disorder and I, I can really spend a lot of time obsessing about like the morality of it given everything else that is going on and like wanting to almost prioritize myself into not believing that that's even a part of my life anymore because like there are other things that that need my attention and other people that need my attention so it feels also like so shamefully self-absorbed to have an eating disorder but if you're experiencing that at all you know and aware of it or experiencing and maybe not being aware of it I just want to like give everyone permission to struggle with the same mental health issues that they had coming into this and maybe offering just a little bit of like compassion and understanding and patience and total total radical gentleness because everything we came into this with there's just more stuff um so yeah like some today I'm going to try to be mindful and try to just sort of ease myself out of like obsessing about what my mom is doing or the new world order that my nephews are growing up in or um, both of my parents having like comorbidities and being far away from me and and I'm gonna even if I'm hearing all these sirens I'm like going to accept the fact that I have an addiction and a disorder and that that's okay and not even just that's okay but just that's what is And I'm going to try to accept reality. And the reality for this moment is that I have a home for this moment. I have enough 
nourishment and I'm going to try really hard to be accountable to eating my meals and yeah like I'm going to be okay with the fact that like I might just call one person and not 19 because I can also get really ambitious around like caretaking and how that looks and like what version of that is like required of me in this moment and I'm just going to actually try to let go of a lot of different versions or any sort of ambitions that I have about like showing up (laughs) I'm going to be accountable but not too ambitious if that makes sense um I've also just accepted that maybe some of these are going to be more rambly than usual for a while but I wish you gentleness, I wish you self-forgiveness, and I really, really hope that um, you can find any pockets of peace. Sometimes you can just like breathe in and out and count your breaths for 10 breaths and see if that just sort of like recursive obsessive looping can just ease a little. Um, Okay, talk soon.